Hi, everyone. In this episode, we will be talking about the definition of success. The whole episode will be about success. It's been an episode I've been thinking for a while, because on the Better Business Founder podcast, I often ask my guests how they would define success. And I find the answers really inspiring. So I decided to put them together and make a whole episode. Even if these founders are involved in the fashion and design industries, they are shooting for a certain kind of success that will give them the power to create the change they want to see in the world. Their success, their type of success, is never measured or defined in personal financial terms or through shiny metrics like celebrity endorsement, number of followers on social media, or editorials in magazines. But it is rather discussed in terms of job creation for a certain group of people and what it means for them in terms of provision of opportunities for a specific community, in terms of keeping alive a specific craft that would have otherwise disappeared, or influencing stakeholders in their ecosystem to do the right thing. It could be clients, suppliers, or others. So let's find out what success means for better business founders. Welcome to Better Business Founder, the podcast for purpose-driven business founders seeking to build a meaningful business on their own terms. I'm Liki Tang, and I'm here with you today to find out how better business founders build strong businesses that deliver value to people and to the planet. Are you ready to create change with your business? If so, let's go. We hear from David and Bai. We both agreed that the type of success we aim for could change over time. Can I ask you, what would be your definition of success? It's a feeling and it's a state. And the feeling is around, I have accomplished things that I've set out to accomplish and that I'm doing it with people that I would like to serve, that I'd like to care for. And it's temporary, it's evolving. So success today is gonna look different than success tomorrow. Uh, and it looked different than success yesterday. And so the importance or the goal is to think about what are the things that were trying to do our best work for. And if we accomplish those things, that is success. The things that we can control, the things that we want to work on, the things that the chances that we want to take, the contributions that we want to make. And if we complete those to the best of our ability, to me, that's success. There's plenty of things that we can't control. And if we focus on the things that we can and create possibility and opportunities for those that we care about. To me, I think that that kind of feels like success. And that's today. Maybe it sounds different tomorrow, yeah. <laughs> but yeah. 
so my definition of success changed uh i guess when i started the business so before i lost all my money on the first year my definition of success is when can i achieve my first 1 million ringgit so that's that that's when before i started the business and then after that when i lost my money everything and i was on the ground and then my definition of success changed overnight Now we will learn from Shivani, Nan and Carl, Paula, Bai and Ehita. That success is beyond our personal achievement or personal experience. It is more about connection, about adding value to the lives of others, inspiring others to try to do things differently. How would you define success for your brand as a business? But also as a vision so as a vision we want to create a lifestyle that is better for people the planet and for animals that's our overall vision and i think the closer we move towards that and the more we are able to influence the community around us to also take steps in that direction the more successful we would feel and that even means other brands coming up who are also sustainable i think as an overall vision those kind of things are also wins because you want to see the community developing as a whole because only if everybody cares about it can we make enough of an impact together how would you define success for your brand Uh, it's just like getting emails from a customer who's like, "Oh, I really love this," and like, you know, I wear this pants until there's holes in it, but I fix it as well, and I keep wearing it, and it's just like to us, to me personally, it's not about appearing somewhere, having a fashion show. I just want to have that connection with customer. I never wanted to be that brand. where uh, we are so big that we just have like a chatbot who answer to people <laughs> so like um, yeah that's like success means to me it's like you found your people it's like you found your collaboration you found your tribe kind of thing like that so i think that's success to me and what about you call do you have the same definition of success i think i, I very much share what what nan said It does mean a lot when we meet people who share our values, and I mean, I, I can say there's a there's a thrill sometimes when we might get some media coverage, or you know, a magazine article in a publication that we really respect. But I really do value the one-to-one aspect of reaching, of talking to people. I think that's a huge aspect for us. What about financial success? Is that something that matters to you? Uh, yeah, of course, of course. I would say, like, if we would love to scale our brand a bit bigger, yes, then um, not going to lie, financial success would be very helpful. But I felt if you're uh, kind of not value what you have and the connection with the customer that you have right now, then what does financial success means? If a person wanted to buy things from us, but then like um, just gonna throw it away in a week or two and then come back and buy it, does that mean that we're actually successful in sharing our value with them? 
yes, financial success is important and it will come at the right time and at the right place. But as a small fashion brand, we have to keep our expectation real as well. And what's more important to look past like the money aspect is to really connect with your customer to me. Yeah. For me, success is when my customers are satisfied with what I want to offer them. And when they come back for more, when I can communicate my ideas behind the clothes and they still want to have it. So now, for me, success is not just about when I achieve that one million ringgit, but it's more into how many people I can impact or how many people I can bring to achieve greater things. So success not necessarily have to be money. It can be a change of lifestyle. It can be a, a change of how the community lives from being in the poverty into having their own dignity to, to choose in life. Success, in my terms, isn't just the revenues that we make, but it's the value addition that we do to every stakeholder's life. That stakeholder could be a client who's purchasing from our organization and institution, which is choosing to buy their merchandise, their gifts from our organization, or an artisan who's contributing her artwork to the organization for further sale. So I think enriching all their lives is success. Mati shares how privileged she feels to be part of something really powerful and bigger than herself. For Paula, it's about freedom. And for Josie, it's about exploration of new possibilities. I think the role of women in Shetland in general in history is incredible and very resilient, very independent, strong women to see that they manage to survive different crises with the knitting was incredible. You know, there were failures with the fishing industry, uh, with the fish oil, and the women carried on with the knitting, and that allowed people to survive in very hard times. So I felt privileged to be part of that. Success is where I still can cross boundaries of something. I'm not sure if it will be successful or not. I like the situation where anything can happen when the future is not described totally. Yeah, this is success for me. When uh, this is attitude where I can try new things. My motto is only that which happens is possible. So if something doesn't happen, it, it's not possible. <laughs> <laughs> I like that. Of course, I, I mean, I'm also thinking about financial success. It's, it's obvious because it helps. Money helps to develop. But I would like to have freedom, freedom of choices, freedom of creation. I think if I will be able to combine both things, financial success and ability to, to have freedom, it will be real success. So my question is, how would you define success for AMA in 10 years, which means after 15 years of business? Yeah. So 
I asked my team this in the summer. We went through a whole thing, I guess, in the midst of COVID as to, you know, is this worth it? Do we continue or do we just call it a day? And I was ready to, yeah, very honestly, I was ready to um, really question it and to possibly step down from it until I had the conversation with them. And, and it wasn't a planned conversation around this. We were actually interviewing them for something else. And we asked what their hopes and dreams were for Amma. And they said that they wanted to employ hundreds of people on the tea estates and that they wanted the whole island to know about Amma and that they believe in a democratic way of leading and that this is their, like Mina, our workshop manager, she's like, she's with us till she's retired. Like this is her vision now. And there was a real change of whose vision it was. And it shifted from it being something which I had dreamt up to now something they were dreaming up. So we want to employ hundreds of women on the tea estates. And I think, you know, that's where we want to get to over the next 10 years. But the way that I see us doing that is really looking at a regenerative model of textiles. And so there's some incredible organizations, Fibershed being one who's really leading this movement of looking at a new textile economy where we think about the whole supply chain and how we grow the fiber and how we dye it naturally and how that whole circular economy of how things can eventually return back to the earth. And as I look at AMA, I just think, wow, what an opportunity to be a model of that because we are moving into a new workshop shortly and um, we have a plot of land and one of our dreams was to grow a dye garden where we could grow the plants which we then use to create the dyes and looking at how actually this could create other avenues for employment for other people within the community even men within the community and and thinking like Every tea picker, most tea pickers have a plot of land, well, a small garden, which they can grow vegetables. But thinking, okay, is there an opportunity for them to grow flowers and for us to buy those flowers off them? And for actually Amma to facilitate an ecosystem in the area of businesses which feed into Amma, whether that's like a food waste, like a food business, which we can use the waste from. And how can we invest profits to thinking about this ecosystem in that area to create an industry? Because we want to create an industry which exists there and which that area is known for, not just tea, something else. And although we have a really large garment factory in the area, which produces for people like Marks and Spencers and Victoria's Secret, which is on the brink of closure because of COVID, I'm not even sure if it may have closed, and employs like a thousand women in the area, like how can we just be the how can we come in a different spirit to that how can we um think about the whole life cycle of what we create and I think that for me is what gets me really excited about it is seeing I think what we've learned with Alma is that you go into it with intentions of the problems that you think you're going to solve and then you end up solving a completely different problem Ihita, Bai, and Josie all agreed that success must also include the sustainability component of the business. And it's not about environmental sustainability. 
the business should be able to operate and keep creating value even if the founders are not part of the organization anymore? I think uh, I always believe that success is in creating that system, that system which kind of holds the vision, this vision of creating sustainable uh, livelihood and things like that. But at the same time, I also feel success is when as an individual, the, the initiator, the pioneer becomes dispensable. I think, I think that's success because if that system is created, I'm sure the world would always be enriched. I'm sure people would always have jobs. I'm sure the creativity would always support lives. That's, I would say that's the, what you call it, the long vision that we have is because we want this business to sustain by itself, by the community itself. I don't want in the long run, I'm the one still running it. So at least when I'm not here or with my mom not here, they can still run by themselves, not just by how to make the product. And what we have in, in line, for example, for next year, I want to start training them on how to do a online business. So starting next year, we're going to buy a few laptops and we're going to train them how to open up their own website, how to sell on online platforms. So now not they don't just know on how to make a product. They also know how to sell a product. So basically, that's my, what you call it in business term, that's my uh, exit plan for the business. So I want to equip them basically to run the community, to be able to run the company by themselves. And maybe in the near future, if, if this is doable or if, if it's sustainable by itself, then I would exit the company and perhaps I will do another company, maybe in another place or with another community. And I think that's a really interesting mindset. And I think I just find it extremely exciting that business has the power to empower and to train and to upskill and to pay a fair salary and for this to be a long-term thing. And one of the biggest things I've had to work through is my idea and view of success in that um, actually how can I think beyond my lifetime? Like, how can I think beyond me? How can I think much longer term than the initial kind of five years, which I thought I'd be doing this for when I started? <laughs> um, and yeah, yes, it's really challenging because you're in this weird hybrid place of trying to solve problems whilst trying to earn money. And which is why it's taken us time and it's been slower and we haven't scaled as quickly as other organizations have. Um, and also I'm not me doing this role in a country which isn't my own means that it's been even more slower because for very obvious reasons like language and culture and trying to find a way of reconciling my personal life with running AMA in this context has been extremely challenging. And, and I think that's certainly brought up like lots of thoughts and, and feelings around like, am I the best person to do this? Um, how do I come into it? As we move forward, the success of AMA is essentially based on it not needing me anymore. So how do I, instead of 
become somebody who is very involved in the production and hands-on day-to-day? How does my role shift from not just upskilling in textiles, but upskilling in management and accounting and business modeling and and that stuff, problem solving, which is what I'm starting to become really fascinated in. Jennifer is also focused on the structure of the organization. She explained how the speedboat they have created has enabled her and her team to enjoy a thriving, happy and meaningful life while doing good with her business. We are a speedboat. We are lean and small. We try to keep our overhead down as much as possible. So we have the ability to change things and make change. And as a creative person, that also makes me feel successful because I've been able to pivot and change and make progress in areas that I would have otherwise not had the ability to do. And that makes me feel fulfilled. So I feel successful in that way. And then, yes, in terms of overhead and stuff, like our business isn't huge, but we don't have 20 employees. So it's great in terms of that. And then just seeing something like living through COVID times, I feel like we've been very successful. We've been able to take our daughter into the office every day. She's learning things like <laughs> packing, <laughs> she's packing, <laughs> unboxing experiences. Uh, she's making videos. She's practicing her writing on thank you cards what wow. we, that we pop in orders. And just to see her grow over this year makes me feel very successful as a parent mm. because she has learned so much and practical application from being in a business environment like this. It's been great. And, you know, we've got to give our employees raises. We've made sure that they live a comfortable life. We like to be together. So I feel like we're very successful. We're at where we want to be. I wouldn't want to just, you know, grow, grow, grow so fast and try to get that number to get in that publication and then uh, have everything that comes with that. So yeah, we, we feel like we're making a positive impact on the world. We're supporting these brands that most of them are women run and women owned. And we get to live by, you know, like our values that are in our hearts. And we get to do things every day that moves the needle in that direction. So yeah, I think we're very successful. You might find Matty's piece of advice interesting when you think of growing your business. Most of the brands that are successful in the long term are brands that are very, very close to their core. And they keep, even though they grow and they diversify, always that core is strong and solid and they are very close. The messages are always coming from the same point. So I think that will be the advice. It'll be make sure you know that you perfectly what is it that you're standing for and then to grow from there and to keep that connection as you grow and as you diversify. Thank you so much for listening. I really hope that you enjoyed the episode. I've personally found so much wisdom in these founders, and I feel so grateful for hosting this podcast. I would say that they are my kind of people. 
all of them have been a guest on the Better Business Founder podcast. So if you want to listen to their stories or if you want to get in touch with them, you can find all the details in the show notes. Bye. Thank you so much for listening. Did you like this episode? If you've enjoyed listening to Better Business Founder, why don't you share this podcast with a friend that could also benefit from these conversations? You can also subscribe wherever you normally get your podcasts and leave a review to help other people find these conversations. And if you have any questions or suggestions, you can email me at hello at betterbusinessfounder.com. Hello at betterbusinessfounder.com. And I would love to hear from you because I believe that your business is the catalyst to create the change you want to see in the world. Mm-hmm.